Hey everyone, Daniel Kuman here again, writing and directing inspiring stories. That's what we're talking about in this podcast. And I'm glad for those that downloaded and enjoyed episode one. I appreciate the feedback and your comments. And thanks for those that reached out and sent an email or a message. It really does uh, help as you get one of these things going to hear feedback and reviews and to really get a sense of what's, uh, what's penetrating your heart as you listen to these words that I'm sharing. Writing and directing inspiring stories, I mentioned in episode one, it doesn't only apply to physically writing, whether that be a book, a screenplay, a stage play, or um, you know, writing for whatever copy you might be writing for the job that you have. Writing and directing inspiring stories. Well, writing and directing has to do with every part of your life. I mentioned how it has to do with how are you writing the story in your family? How are you writing the story in your workplace? How are you writing the story in your relationships? Because it's quite intriguing when you break out of the box of just trying to apply, for example, creativity to the actual creative arts. You know, it's easy to think about the pottery and sculpting and painting and the visual arts when you think about creativity. But I define creativity as the ability to solve any problem. I don't know uh, exactly how I came up with that, but I think it was primarily as I traveled overseas and did a bunch of work in some villages in Tanzania. And I found that with our own teams that we were taking there, if we wanted to engage with the culture, if we wanted to be helpful in the village, we had to not only understand what the needs and the hopes of the people were, but we also had to get creative with how can we bring what gifts and talents we have into play and actually make an impact. And I came to this idea that if we can solve the problem through the art of creativity, that 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 really that problem solving aspect is really where creativity lives. And of course, for myself as a writer and a film director, it applies to the art form of writing and directing. But I want those listening to recognize that creativity in your life, it applies to everything that you do. It applies every single day. If you're not willing to uh, crack open your own mental, spiritual, emotional intelligence and creativity in a given day, I guarantee you're going to find yourself with your back against the wall. It's not going to be easy to uh, enjoy your time or to have success if you're not willing to crack open creativity. And I really believe it's a daily thing. So I want to talk about another secret to writing and directing inspiring stories and this aspect of creativity that once again, I just want you to realize it's not simply for storytellers in the visual arts. It's for it's for each one of us. Um, but I also believe it applies to writing and directing specifically. And what I'm going to talk about, uh, episode one, I talked about imagination. If you can engage your imagination, then you can be sure that you'll engage the imagination of your audience. Well, the second little secret gem I want to unearth for you today is this little word called heart. If you can find the heart then you're going to have success in whatever story you might be writing, whatever story you might be directing. And what I want to talk about is just the element of heart. And, you know, for me, heart, I, I try to explain it as, you know, a place inside of you where you recognize like your true value, where you recognize that there's, you know, your heart is literally inside of your chest beating. It's like, what makes your heart beat faster? What makes your passion come alive? What makes you excited? Like, what 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 do you lean into when you hear a certain type of conversation? You know, for some people, they might get really excited about sports or they might get excited about politics. There might be an area that you look at your interests, you look at what engages you with passion. And that might be something that makes your heart beat faster. Well, if you can find the heart of something, whether that be, like, what is the heart of a story? What is the heart of a theme within my story that really will 
in my own life, it apply to me again, in the same way that the imagination idea, if it engages your imagination, it's going to engage the imagination of your audience. So can you find the heart of the story you're telling? And when we talk about the heart of the story, you know, I think you're really looking for like, what is the gold? What is the theme? What is the key takeaway? What is the powerful gripping aspect of your story? That's the heart of it. I know that in my own storytelling, I kind of look for the thing that actually does make my heart beat faster. Like what is the thing that, man, when I tell people about it, I'm excited about this element. Like this is like why this is significant. This is the area where I see purpose in the story. This is the area where I see the character being impacted or even changed. This is the area where like an audience member is just going to feel like I feel like, man, that just grips me at a, at an emotional, a heart level. So if you can find the heart of your story, that is going to be the thing that you build all of the framework around. Um, there's a quote that I'm going to botch from a famous writer about screenplay writing and film directing. And it has to do with an opening shot of a movie. Imagine it's in a living room and you see the mantle and you see there's a gun on the mantelpiece. That gun should not be there unless it is a significant part of the story that is going to unfold in the next 90 minutes. In other words, whatever is in the opening of your story, it should be so brilliantly laid out that the audience, when they watch it back a second time, come back and they say, oh my goodness, it was right there hidden in plain sight. It was waiting for us to discover that this was all part of the story. To me, that's the heart of the story. Is, is there something at the beginning of your story that will grip people? Is there something, and again, this applies not only to writing and directing in films and stage plays and in these types of things, but it applies to whatever story you're creating, whether it be the narrative that you want in your home, whether it be the narrative you want in your church or the narrative you want in your workplace. What is the thing that you always come back to? Some people would call it their why. What is the reason? What is your why? The thing that is the heart of, of your narrative. For me, I wrote this book, Breath of Life, and it's a series, a four-part series, Breath of Life, Three Breaths That Shaped Humanity. And the heart of the story for me, and if you have picked up the book or if you've watched the series, I hope that what you take away from it is that there's this gem that comes at the beginning, the middle, and the end, and it's the heart of the story. And it is that we are made in the image of God. If you recognize that you're made in God's image and you bear the image of the creator of the universe, that changes everything. And therefore, it actually can be the heartbeat of your narrative. It can be the heart of someone's actual life story. They could take that truth that I am made in God's image and they could live everything in their life about that. That could be their why. For me, that was the why. That was the heart of this Breath of Life book and series. And I'm holding the book in my hands and I'm going to share just one little passage towards the end of this episode. But to me, finding that why, finding that heart just drove the whole thing forward. And it was kind of a brilliant thing because um, even my publisher, Vanessa Chandler, she's an amazing publisher with Red Arrow Media, and I've really enjoyed working with her. And she's a creative writer. And one of the things that she really pointed out as I shared the first draft of the manuscript of the book was, man, don't give away the whole thing right at the beginning, but put the seeds there that plant in the reader that something is coming, something is going to be revealed. And so in chapter one, which I read an excerpt from in the first episode, 
there's kind of this idea that, man, the, the universe is incredible. The Hubble Space Telescope pointed out into a black patch of nothingness and discovered hundreds of billions of never-before-seen galaxies. And, you know, obviously I get excited as I talk about it because it was like an amazing discovery. And then the audience is excited because they're like, man, that's an amazing discovery. But then it points to something that is just teased at the beginning of that chapter that God is about to create his masterpiece. There's the tease, right? It's leaving you at the edge of your seat. Like, what is the masterpiece of God? If billions of galaxies, hundreds of trillions of stars, if that is not God's masterpiece, then what is God's masterpiece? And then as the story unfolds in the series and in the book, of course, we see that it was that he got his hands dirty in the mud and he shaped humanity. He shaped man and woman in his image. And he said, you bear my image and you are the crown of my creation. So there it was, boom, the heart of my story was the thing that created the hook at the beginning of the story and then led to the reveal in the end that we are the masterpiece of God's creation. Of course, it's not too much of a spoiler alert if anyone's read the book of Genesis or if you've tapped into my my book or the series, it's not going to ruin it for you. It's going to just be something that if you haven't read it yet, you can also look to that and see, oh yeah, that's right. He kind of seeded that idea at the beginning and delivered that in chapter nine at the end. It comes through, the theme comes through, the heart of the story is throughout all nine chapters, and then it comes home in the finale, in the conclusion. And so that's kind of what in your life, in your narrative, you can keep coming back to. You can always come back to that heart the heart of the story, the key point of the narrative, and just remind yourself, oh yeah, that is my purpose. That is my why. That is the thing that keeps me going as I do this. And it's quite intriguing because um, we have this exact same methodology when we create a, a video or a, a project or a website for a corporate client. And we do corporate work as well, Is um, as well as the original films and documentaries we do. We also do ads and corporate work for clients. And we come back to the same methodology. What is the heart? Of the story we need to tell what is the why of the customer like or not sorry not the customer what is the why of the of the person that we're making this thing for like the actual business owner or the the artist or creator what is their why because if they can communicate their why their heart that is what's going to bring a client or somebody to uh, want to be involved with and want to be actually engaged with what they're doing and, and actually be excited about getting involved with them whatever that business or that thing might be so what is your why? What is your purpose? What is your heart? I'm asking you to think about the heart of the narrative in your life. Is there something that you keep coming back to? You might not have ever thought of it in this way of like, oh man, that is, that is my why. That is my heart. But hopefully as you listen to this episode, you think about, oh yeah, that gives me words. That gives me a, a concept here I can come back to is I just need to come back to the thing that is the anchor point of my narrative, the thing that actually drives me. <laughs> and in my own life, it's faith. If I didn't have my faith and I didn't have that, again, that, that image of God belief, I wouldn't have the purpose and the direction and the desire that I have because I wouldn't have something to so strongly hold on to. I wouldn't have a good why. So that is actually the thing that drives me and gets me excited to come to work and to share some of these uh, episodes about writing and directing. I mean, these are all connected, all these ideas. It's coming from the heart of my own narrative that I have a desire to share this. And I hope that as you listen, and even as you finish this episode, take a minute. Maybe you need to go to a quiet place. Maybe you need to put your AirPods or earbuds in and just like escape for a minute and just think about what is my why? What is the heart of my narrative? 
ask yourself that question. And I, I invite you to write it down. You know, we have this uh, series we did called Dream where we invited people to write their dream physically on either a chalkboard or a, a piece of glass or a piece of paper, something that they could physically look into like a mirror. Like what is the mirror you're looking into that explains what your why is? What is, what is it that you're, you're putting at the heart of your story? If you can't answer that, you need to have that quiet time and figure out what your answer is. What is my why? What is my purpose? What is it that is at the heart of the narrative of my life? Because I guarantee when you find that and like, listen, listen for that. Listen as you have a conversation. I love talking with God because the thing about conversation with God is conversation is two ways. You might ask something, you might say something, but then you wait for the response. You have to listen in conversation. It's not a one-way thing. When you look in the mirror, you see something coming back at you, right? And I just hope that you'll take that moment and just listen for the answer if you don't have it yet. Some of you already have it. What is my why? What is the heart of the narrative, the story that I'm telling in life? And it truly can be an anchor point that you come back to. If things start to railroad and go off, you know, different directions, come back to that. That's like a source, right? It's like the source code. Come back to it and let that drive you into a new and a fresh season because I'm I'm telling you it's been a key in, in my life once I realize that faith in Christ is my root, that's my center place, that's where I can come back to, then if I get off the track a little bit, even other people in my life can remind me, remember that's your why. You told me that this is like this is your thing, faith in God. This is what roots you. This is your heart. This is the the part of the narrative you're telling is rooted in your faith. Well, then I can be even reminded by outsiders to come back to it, or I can come back in my quiet time or in any time where I just am focused and go, yeah, okay, I'm coming back to the heart of the story. And from that place, I guarantee you that theme will make its way into all the pages of your life. It will make its way throughout the story. And so I just invite everyone listening to, I would love if some of you would actually send me a message an email or drop a comment in Substack or wherever you're listening to this, drop a comment or send a message to say, hey, yeah, I get it. I know this was already the heart of my story. This was my why. Or if you have it, maybe a revelation of getting it through this episode, maybe you got it for the first time. I would love to hear you just tell me that story because it's so encouraging. And it will also be a way that you're writing it down and you're making a, you're making a statement like, this is my why, this is my purpose. And uh, this is the heart of the story that I'm telling. So I want to share uh, one more excerpt um, in this episode just of how I wrote a little bit of this into The Breath of Life. And actually in the next few episodes, we're going to be shifting a little bit. You can look forward to um, hearing from some songwriters and um, some singer-songwriters with the way that they write and direct their story and uh, how that applies to music. So that's going to be coming. And I'm also going to be, oh, this is a big drum roll moment. Do, 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 do. I'm going to be sharing excerpts from my brand new book, not yet released. You'll be the only people that are hearing it first. And I'm going to be sharing excerpts from chapters as I write this new book. So that's going to be coming in upcoming episodes. So there are some things that are coming, coming your way. But in the meantime, I do want to share one more excerpt from The Breath of Life, Three Breaths That Shaped Humanity. And this is this is like just to confirm a little bit of how I created the story, the narrative of, 
and and how I wrote and directed both from the book and the series that we put together from based on the book, how to write and direct the story from a place of the heart, from a place of the central place of the narrative. And again, I mentioned that being made in God's image was that centerpiece. Well, here's here's a way of creatively telling that story. And I wanted to share the first two pages of chapter two before I wrap up this episode. Chapter two is called The First Breath. And it starts with a verse from Ephesians 2.10 that says, We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And here's the chapter opening. Breathe in the aroma of a million fresh flowers. They have just sprung up in response to the word of God with their perfectly shaped petals and glossy stems. Inside each one are the seeds of every flower that will ever bloom on the earth. He is there in the midst of it all, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. The tree branches and tall grass sway gently as Ruach Elohim approaches the Garden of Eden, sending a gentle wave of energy through the oasis, causing birds' wings to perk up. Suddenly, the attention of every living thing is transfixed. For as Ruach Elohim hovers and then touches down on the earth, the Spirit of God transforms into the Ancient of Days, the Almighty, taking the form of Yahweh in the likeness of a man. But not man as we imagine him. This is the form of a man, yes, but overtaking him is glory so bright that none of the animals can even fully see his face. He has robes concealing his radiant glory, but his face shines brighter than the sun on a cloudless day. He touches down beside the pure crystalline water that exits Eden in four directions, making the undeniable shape of a cross. Yahweh walks to the center of Eden, stopping in the shade of the tree of life. The water itself seems to slow down, the particles leaning in as Yahweh's hand reaches down, touching the clay for the first time. The dirt near the river makes for the best material, pliable yet firm as it soaks up some of the moisture from the river. He forms an image with heaps of soil and fiber beneath his bent knee, his mouth turned upward in a smile as if he carries a great secret. The earth gives way beneath his hands, his fingernails becoming sullied in the softness of the virgin soil. His hands are calloused yet somehow unworn. They have witnessed ages pass by yet they are still soft and warm, like the tender palm of a young father grasping the hand of his son. For the first moment in history, Yahweh can be seen by the rest of creation in a position of vulnerability, getting his hands dirty in the mud, slime, and dust of the earth. This is Father God, the sculpture. This is Father God, sorry, the sculptor. As he gently digs and forms the dirt, an image begins to form on the ground, Remarkably, it takes on his character, his shape, though it is only dust. So as you can see in that excerpt from chapter two of Breath of Life, we're building up the scene, the sequence, the imagination of what it could have been like when Yahweh entered the Garden of Eden. And as he comes in the depiction is like this picture of a beautiful, joyous, powerful father who comes and starts working with creation itself, pulling the mud, the clay, the the fabric of the earth together, shaping it, putting his intention into it, shaping it so that it looks like him. So we start to see the heart of the story that he's making something that resembles him so that when he looks at us and we look at him, 
it's like we're looking at it's like looking in a mirror right made in god's image and so you can see that that my passion behind that part of the story it's the heart of the story the heart of the narrative is that we would recognize through it the theme all throughout the book and series is we are made in the image of god what does that do for your why in life what does that do for the audience for the reader it takes you into the purpose intention and power of god and so the heart of your story whatever story you're telling as i wrap up here you have to look and have your quiet time or just take time to write down physically take a pen or maybe it's a keyboard put down into your phone into your computer into your journal what your why what your your narrative is all about what is the heart of it because if you want to write and direct a great story whether that be physically a, a movie a series a book a stage play or it might apply to again the narrative within your family home workplace church wherever it might be you have to find the heart of the story in order to tell the story powerfully and to grip your audience thanks guys for listening and i look forward to the next one and uh hope you enjoy whatever you're up to today all right Talk soon.